Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. Say knock knock. Say knock knock. knock, knock. All right. And 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 all and all month we were talking about men's role and father's role in standing in the gap for our families. Um, not as a suggestion, but as a command, as a command, as a command. And um, so we are empowering our men to answer the call, answer the call to take on the assignment of not just fathering their biological children, but fathering nations, fathering nations, a father in the community, to be a father uh, 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 of, of family members, neighbors in the church. In the church, in the church, there is absolutely no reason why, why there should be fatherlessness in the church if you're here, all right? So let me get right into this, and I want to start with, I want to start with a scripture, but let me set it up. Paul is in, Paul is in, in, in a Roman prison. He's in a Roman prison, not an American prison. He's in a Roman prison as a result of preaching the good news of Jesus, and from his cell, from his cell, he is writing this letter that I am going to share with you. Paul is the overseeing authority, all right? He is an apostle, so he is the overseeing authority over this church in Philippi. And as he was, uh, again, an authority to many, many churches all around the world, but this particular church was a very special church to Paul. Paul really loved these guys, and these guys really, 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 really loved Paul. In fact, this was one of the only churches that financially sustained and supported Paul's ministry. One of the only churches. So um, the Philippian church was a very dear church to him because they really and truly believed in the work that he was doing. So they sustained him financially so that he could do this full time. How many know that's generous? That's a generous heart. Yeah. So so Paul really loved these people. And as a result of his love and dedication to this particular church, he, he wants to send a communication. There is no email there. Uh, right. There's no email. He, he can't. He can't make a phone call. Uh, he, he, can't, he can't send a, a, a Snapchat. He can't do a TikTok. I mean, you don't have that. So he has to do the next best thing, and that is to send a letter. So as he is sending a letter, he wants to send it. He wants to write a letter, but then he wants to send it personally. And he wants to do it by way of his protege, Timothy. Somebody say Timothy. Now, these are the two protagonists, all right? We have Paul and we have Timothy, all right? The main characters here. And, and he considered Timothy not just to be his follower, but he considered Timothy to be his son. It wasn't his biological son, but he considered him to be his son. Now, what I want to get you to, uh, to, to just get this with me is that he doesn't just send anyone. He doesn't send anyone, but he sends one of the most valuable assets in his life in this church, to this church, he sends a son. So we're going to read out of Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 through 23, and I want you to follow closely with me. Where are my fellas? Ooh. All right, I want to try. Where are the fellas? All right, here we go. All right. 
Some of the girls had to jump in. <laughs> good, good. Thank you. Uh, Marcos, you needed some help? Is that what happened? All right, here we go. All right, we're going to read. If the Lord Jesus is willing, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit. Then he can cheer me up. How does he get cheered up? By telling me how you are getting along. Next, I have, I have, I have no one else like Timothy. Man, he starts talking about his son who genuinely cares about your welfare. He's talking about his character. Next, all the others, so you think this is a, a just a, a 2022 problem? Even back then, all the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. Next. But you know how Timothy has, 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 has. All right. Those of you that call yourselves followers of Jesus, there's proof of it. All right. There's proof of it. There's an evidence like a son with his father. He has proved it. He has proved himself like a son with his father. How did he prove it? Okay. How? Like a son with his father. He has served with me in preaching the good news. Um, now he says, I hope to send him to you just as soon as I find out what's going to go, what's going to happen to me here. Remember, he's in jail. He's in prison as he's writing this. Now, immediately what we find in these verses I want to expound on a few things as we wrap up this, this month. And, and what we find is that when you love something or you love someone, you want to send uh, and, and, and you want to send the best to what you love and who you love. If you're going to send a communication to someone, you want to send content or a message, you want to send it with someone who's going to get the message there. You want to do it. There's no better, more reliable way than to send a message with the son or to send it with a daughter. Nothing encapsulates our love best than by way of a son, by way of a daughter, by way of one of your children. What our heavenly father wanted to communicate to the world about his love and how much he loved the world, he did so by sending us his Son, John 3, 16 says, for God loved the world. God loved the world. He loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who, Believe. everyone who goes to church on Sundays, Believe. huh? Believe. everyone who dresses alike, Believe. sings alike, Believe. acts alike, Believe. everyone who believes, they will not what? But have what? A major part of our problem, it's one of the things that we have, and in particular in our country, in America, and, but you, you can see remnants of this everywhere in the world, is the, is the reality of a lack of sons in the world. The world has many men, the world has many males, but there are very few sons in the world. 
And women, please don't think I'm isolating you out and I'm leaving you, you out. When I'm talking about sons, I'm talking about relational, the, the relationship. The church today has gotten so wrapped up in growing and, and growing their churches, growing their numbers. In, in our seeker service, uh, services that we have, seeker friendly services that we have, that we no longer produce sons. We no longer produce daughters in ministry. We produce members, we produce partners, we produce attenders, but we don't produce children. Sons, somebody say sons, sons. they are an offspring of a parental relationship. A son, in most cases, is the byproduct of two people that are in love. A son is a fruit. A son is a seed. Sons, daughters, are in the likeness of their parents. So this is the scenario with one of Jesus' disciples who told Jesus, Jesus, show us. Show us the father. Jesus responds. John chapter 14, verse 8, 9 says, Lord, show us the father and we will be satisfied if you show us the father. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip? And yet you still don't know who I am. Anyone. Let me hear you. Anyone. Anyone who has seen me has seen the father. So why are you asking me? To show them to you. As a son and a father, you, you, you have inarguable similarities. But this too is, is the very same for daughters. Daughters have similarities to the dad. Daughters can have similarities to mom. You, you ought to project these similarities, when, when we are in the presence of children that are not our own, it is easy to detect manifestations of the parents' mannerisms. If you're ever around Emmy's kids, Jojo and Kami, it is hard not to see Emmy in Kami. It's hard. But then if you look at Kami close enough, then you'll see um, 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 Luis start to emerge and it's weird the way they morph but then if you talk to Jojo it's the same thing you'll see Emmy and then as he starts talking and, and you see the mannerisms then Luis starts to morph in there and everything then becomes amazing If you were to spend any amount of time with either of my sons, Jose, Adrian, or even my daughter, Alexis, you'll be able to catch a glimpse and flashes of myself and Becky and our children. In fact, my, my son-in-law, David, often uh, says, you know, married to your daughter, I feel like I'm married to you. When I, when I, when I kiss Alexis, I'm like kissing you. As David said, 
That's what he said. He said it. I don't know. That's what he said. But a good parent is a parent that can detect foreign external influence that's infiltrating simply by hearing the children speak. When Adam and Eve sinned by eating of the forbidden fruit, they were hiding from God because they found themselves to be naked. Now, God is looking for man in the garden. That was the place, their Eden. That was their place of God's presence. And he calls out to Adam. Adam, where are you? Adam responded by saying, I was afraid and I hid. God asked, a very important question. Who told you that you were naked? In other words, you have never heard the word nakedness from my mouth. That is not a God idea. That is not part of my foundation, our fundamentals. Where did that language come from? When a child is crying out and says, I don't feel valued, I don't feel worthy, I don't feel loved, I don't, and on and on and on. If they're using words that are not part of the fundamentals, the, the, the foundations in your home, parent, you need to respond immediately. Who told you? You know, <laughs> oh, man, we don't want to get into this until um, after we, we, we get off, uh, on, off, offline. I want to share something with you. But when Adam and, and Eve, they sinned, there was a shift in not just one part of their life, all of their life. And it was because there was an external influence that came in and snuck right in past the gaps that Adam, the father of that nation, of his Eden, an entry point that he left unattended. And my heart for us all as members of this body called the church, God's church, is that you become spiritual sons and spiritual daughters. Listen, here at this church, if this is your home church, for those that are watching, uh, but if you have a home church, that you become Children, and that there are similarities in us all that make us stand out in the presence of others, especially unbelievers. Moreover, my heart as a pastor is that the likeness of each and every one of us here not just point to me as a spiritual father, but that when people see you out on the street, out about in your neighborhood, in your family, they can say, you must be a child of God. And they do it because of your conduct. Not in the church, because I've always said it. This is the easiest place to be a Christian. This is easy. In order for this to happen, we, we can't expect it to happen Sunday to Sunday. From one experience to another Sunday experience. It takes investments. It takes time and fellowship, intentional time investing with others the more we spend time with each other in genuine fellowship the more we start learning from each other 
the more we start encouraging and empowering each other, strengthening each other. We start looking like each other, sounding like each other, speaking like each other, looking like each other. Miguel came to the church like a, a few months ago. He came in April and already looks like me. Incredible. This is incredible. That's what happens. <laughs> When you are lacking involvement, lacking invested time, and lacking a, a concerted effort, when you are lacking in, in, in attendance, constant absence in attendance, or being late in stuff that happens, opportunities for us to continue to grow together, it becomes impossible to call you a son, to call you a daughter. You just become that one. You're the one that slips through the crack. You know, a lot of families always have, they have a kid and, and, and they, you know, in our society, we call them the black sheep of the family. And there should never be any sheep in the family. Black, 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 no, no, they're, they're just sons and daughters. They're all the same. They're all well. But, but, but it's been, it's been, it's been a noted, a noted thing in our American culture to call one of the, 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 the children that, that may be just a little more adventurous to call them the black sheep. And a lot of times, you know, it's, 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 it's not just the parents' fault. It's also children that are stubborn and love to run away and, and are constantly running away from where there is a constant stream of love, affection, and discipline. Paul and Timothy spent quality time together. Paul loved Timothy. Timothy loved Paul. And I want to encourage both men and women in this community that we call the church to look beyond the immediate home to father sons and mothers to mother daughters. Beyond the church community, there are schools that are in dire need of representation from a male, of, of moms to be involved. You know, we, we currently have one male teacher in our children's ministry. One. Where are my fellas at? Oh, no noise now? Oh, y'all want to say, oh, yo, shouting now. Where are the fellas? We have one male teacher, children's ministry. That's Mr. Paul, Sunday after Sunday. Oh, y'all want to holler now, do you? We ain't twinning now, are we? <laughs> There's opportunities for us to get involved. There's opportunities for us to get involved. Men, can I hear the men? That one you don't like, yeah. Let's let's grill and make burgers. That we can do. Hey, hey I'm, I'm I'm being serious. In the church environment, we lose one child, the community lost. I'm being serious. We lose one child to the world. We all failed. You know, we currently don't have a, a, an active teen ministry. And we've been up and operating now for five years and God has blessed us and we've seen amazing things happen. But, but we, we still have generations that haven't been impacted and we need to, we, we need to, 
We need to do more. And if we don't father and if we don't mother, TikTok's going to do it. YouTube's going to do it. Google's definitely going to do it. Just because our kids are grown and out of the house, it doesn't mean that you're done parenting. Women, let's look beyond the boundaries. Beyond the boundaries of our home and even in this church community. Find ways to mother a son, to mother a daughter. You know, we have uh, young adults, in particular ladies, young ladies, that need mentorship. They need discipleship. Where are our moms? That's where our mothers are. <laughs> That's where our mothers are. And some of the fellas too, that which I find strange, but <laughs> what are we doing? And then we get together when tragedy strikes and then we blame it on Satan. Where are my young people? Yeah. Oh, okay. Young folk, don't allow yourselves to be robbed of advancement opportunities and growth opportunities and relationship with some of the older folk. Just because this society says that older folk are irrelevant, don't rob yourself. That is a ploy of the enemy to rob you. It's, 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 it's a ploy to stunt your growth and keep you from being poured into. You need us. Just like we need you. We need your strength. You need our wisdom. Let me say that again. We need your strength. You need our wisdom. Do you hear me? Be young, of course, and enjoy your youth. But don't be dumb. Don't, don't take for granted the wealth of information and the knowledge and the wisdom of the resources that are, the resources that, that are available to you. Everyone in this place above 30 years old is a resource to the young folk. A resource. Especially those that have just finished graduating. If you've just finished graduating high school and you're transitioning to college, there are people here that really, 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 really can be a blessing into your life, into your next juncture, your next season. The reference that you need for that job, it's right here. You're not, you're not going to find a reference from your buddy. You're going to need to, you need to look up. That, that opportunity for internship that you may need or desperately looking for, it's right here. Where? Look for the folk that got gray hair. You ain't going, well, some of us die. But, but, it's still see it. It's there. But are you paying attention, young guys? The job opportunities and internship and all of the things that we need you're, you are just a cup of coffee away. Many young folks today are far more concerned about growing a social media following that they themselves follow no one. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. Who are you following, young, young man, young woman? 
My kids know this all the time. I tell them, sharpen your axe. You got to be poured into. You, 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 you can't live and thrive on gift alone and charisma. Somewhere, somehow, you'll crash. I guarantee it. Alex said the other, uh, she said, where's Alex? Alexa said that to me just this morning. Just this morning. She said, yeah, I was, you know, I, I was spending some time with a few folk and, and all I kept hearing in the back of my head because I was, I was being asked some hard questions. And in those hard questions, all I kept hearing was, Sharpen your axe, sharpen your axe, sharpen your axe. Parents, if you don't understand and you don't sharpen your axe and you're not constantly growing, you don't know how to tackle the issues that your children are dealing with that are completely different than the issues you dealt with. Most of the parents here, most of them, I'm not saying all of them, most of them, hey man, when you were in school, you didn't, in high school, you didn't have a phone. That's how you know how old you are. You, you had a, oh, shut up. You had a big beeper, a big, you had a big uh, a chirper, the, the, no, uh. no, 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 listen, listen, listen. Most of our children have access to the world in the palm of their hand. That is a different beast than the stuff that we had to deal with. What do we have to deal with? A, a knob to, to, to try to turn the dial on a radio and, you know, to, you know, to, to, to find your station? But, but, but the, not our kids today, so it's different. So the, the more you grow, the better off you are to be able to resist and stand against the schemes of Satan. But if you don't know what these kids are doing, so you think they're protected because they are in your home. Oh, they're in my home. Most of our children are lost inside the home. Why? Because they have access to the world within the confines of the room. So while you think that they're safe in your home, they're on a phone and they're lost. Getting information, external information, external information, external information, coming in, coming in, coming in. A language, new fundamentals, new beliefs, new ways of, new perspectives, worldviews, faiths, faiths. I went to um, Barnes and Noble when I was shocked when I asked I was picking up some books some resources for the men and and as I was trying to pick up these books I I I, I again I frequent you know I frequent Barnes and Noble and I noticed that they moved they moved the religious section to the second floor all the way up against the wall and when I walked in I was completely surrounded by new age religion crystals and minerals and sprays and witchcraft and both white uh, witchcraft and black witchcraft. I'm like, what in the world? And the way it's packaged up, it's beautiful. And the kids are all taking it in. And while you're in, in some corner waiting for your church service to begin on a Sunday, your child on Monday all the way through Saturday, infiltrated foreign information. So, so for the young folk, you, you, you kind of have to pause for a moment and look at, 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 at some of the guys that have a crown of gray to help grow you, mature you, shape you. You know, our times together during two are better. 
you know, it's, it's, it's not because I don't have anything else to do. I have a lot of stuff to do. Listen, I have a lot of stuff to do, but your relationship matters to me. To see young couples come together and, and, and have healthy marriages, that matters. That matters. It means the world to me. In fact, Becky knows I was, we were about to cancel it. I wanted to cancel it. You know, I have every two to one. Right? Like, we'll become one. Yeah. And, and Becky, Becky stopped me. No, 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 don't cancel it. Don't, don't, don't cancel it. Don't, don't cancel it. And I was told that we had the most beautiful, intimate conversations. Hey, man. Beautiful, heartbreaking. You know, you can't. Listen, and I, I keep telling you over and over. You know, there are things that you, you have all year to do. You can go. The beach is not going anywhere. The beach will still be there. No, no. Listen, the beach is going to be there. Oh, but I got to go it's, it's going to be there on Saturday. It's going to be there on Monday. Make a special arrangement. Take a day off from work. Let's, 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 but let's invest. Eternal, eternal investment. Eternal investment. Don't discount the wisdom, the insight from your elders. As young Christians, you're called to honor your elders. It's not just honor your father and your mother, but young folk, you're called to honor your elders. First Timothy verses five, one through eight. Let's read this. Never speak. Harshly. All right, let's say that together. Never speak. Harshly. What does harshly mean? What does that mean? Unpleasant. Disrespectful. Rough. Jarring. It says, never. What does it say? Never. And this is Paul writing to Timothy, his son. And he's teaching his son this principle. And he says, never speak harshly to an older. Are you here? Did you hear that? Oh, 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 oh. Don't, don't get disconnected here. Come on, pay attention. To a what? What kind of man? Don't you do it. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. You know, we, we have we have I was with my grandkid at Levi in particular. I was with Levi and I had Levi and I had the girl uh, uh, Jalen and then I had um, uh, Jaden. And I had them three and literally I didn't want them, but I just ended up having them. And and um, and every time I would call Levi and I was doing so, hey, Levi, he turned around and go, what? Yeah, yeah, that's your son. And I was like, boy, boy, what you say? He said, he said, why? Like, boy, who, who? And, I, and I had to have a sit down with him to talk to him about who I am in his life. You don't want me. You don't want anybody. You don't want your mama. You don't want. Are you understanding? If you what at seven years old, you're going to what when you're 30. And that's what you take into the workplace. That's what you take into your marriage. It's what you take to, to college. It's what you, what? You ever try to order something from a fast food restaurant? What you want? I'm sorry. I'm going to go somewhere else. It says, don't speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him 
Respectfully. Respectfully as you would to your It's teaching our young folk. Hey, man, you are to honor an older man in the way that you should honor your father. Talk to younger men as you would to your what? You hear that? Respect. Watch your mouth when you speak to siblings. Brothers. When you speak in the, I mean, I hear the, the names and the words that people use towards each other. That's just my homie. And then they, and, and, so, and I could add these explicitives. But all right, here we go. Is, did I finish the other one? I did. Treat, 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 treat as you would your mother. Are you all with me today? Are you are you paying attention to me? Yes. And treat women. as what? All With what? All purity. Listen. How do you treat young women? All With what? All With all purity as you would your own. There's 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 a there's a lot of spiritual incest in the church. And, and the way young people are looking across. And we don't, we don't teach it. We don't talk about it. It says that we are to look and we are to treat, we are to speak as if they're what? As they're what? My very own sister. And I have to do it with what? Purity. Oh, this is going to get good. Take care of any widow. Who has no one else to care for her. For. But if she has. Children. If she has. Children. If she has. Children. children or. Stop. If she has what? Children. Or. If she has. Children. Or. Their first responsibility. Is to show godliness. At. At. At and 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 repay. Come on, say repay. One more time. One more time. There by Yeah, you didn't think you would walk in today. We had 20, I'm telling you. This is something that what? I want you to know you cannot attribute the taking care of, of an elder to a culture. Oh, Puerto Ricans do that. That's a Mexican thing. That's a Haitian thing. That's an African thing. That's the culture. That's an Indian thing. That's a kingdom thing. Yeah. Kingdom. And who, who takes care? Who takes care? Children. Who? Who? Heard that? I got you, Terrible to hear the numbers of the elderly stuck in nursing homes, neglected and abandoned by their children. And you're in church praising God, looking good.
Let me skip to verse five and, and, and I'm going to skip verse five and six and I'm going to go to verse seven. Give these instructions to, who do we give this instructions to? The government? To the government? Where do we give it to? To who? Who's the church? Who's this instruction for? Puerto Ricans? Mexicans? Whites? Who's it for? Church, the kingdom people. Give this instruction to the church so that no one will be open to criticism. Verse 8, give me that one. But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse. Write that one down. You want to post that one? You want to post something encouraging? Post that one. The treatment of parents and the treatment of mom and dad. How dare you act like the world? We are not of this world. How dare you? And our children pick up this attitude and this cult, and you allow it, parent. You know why you allow it? Because you're not paying attention. If you are a son, you are a daughter. Do we have any sons and daughters here? Sons and daughters. Any sons and daughters? Or you were just someone hatched an egg and then you came out of. Is there a son? Is there a daughter? We have sons and daughters here. Yes. Or right, for the next few minutes, I have uh, I have uh, I have three more pages of notes that I'm going to give you. Yeah, we're not twinning. I got three pages of notes. I'm going to give you. That was so inspiring on Sunday, wasn't it? <laughs> nah, man, I, I, it breaks my heart, man, to hear where the heck we're going as a as a society, man. If you're a son and you're a daughter, I want the kids to listen to this stuff too, man. I wish the kids had been here. During at least 18 years of your life, you too weren't always a bundle of joy. For at least 18 years, you were not always a bundle of joy. Adrian, you were not always a bundle of joy. Alexis, you were always perfect. <laughs> there were times... That you were an inconvenience to your parents. There were weddings that your parents can attend to because you were there. There are parties your parents go. You think your parents don't want to, they don't want to boogie and shuffle and twerk? Yes, they want to twerk, but they can't do it. Because they have to take care of you. There were events and vacations they couldn't make because they were taking care of you. Amen. You too, at times, were an inconvenience. There were times when you were costly. If you are a child here and you are wearing braces, that's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. That's expensive. That's expensive. Parents have got to pick up a second and third job to get your little purple braces, blue, hey, the blue ones. <laughs> oh, 
school clothes, college tuition, the first car, the one you wrecked, the other people paying that encouragement, lunch, food, cereal. I have my grandkids at the house. One day. I'm sorry, it was just a few hours. I forgot. I went to buy some milk. I went to buy some milk. And I went to pick out a quart of milk. Levi looked at me and said, no, nah, we don't do that one. <laughs> we don't do that one, Lolo. He knew. That was the wrong side. <laughs> I got spoiled. I ain't got the kids. So I want you to know that you cost your parents some money. Sit down sometime. Try to calculate the cost of a child for 18 years. And depending on the political party, you didn't always get the child credit. I remember when I lost my child credit at 16, I wanted to get rid of my kids. But just go. There were a lot of times if you were a child that you weren't a lot of fun. There were toothaches. There were fevers. Vomiting. Headaches. Earaches. Heartbreaks. Emotional meltdowns. Huh? Everything. Everything. You too weren't a lot of fun. There were times as well where you were hard work. Let me say that again. There were times where you as a child were hard work. You were hard work to your parents. And if you were one of these parents that only had a mama in the picture, man, man, you got it. Mom. I, 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 I have a big problem with, with, with kids that forget about moms and, and their sacrifice during Father's Day because there's an absent father. Father's Day and Mom's Day, you should honor and celebrate that mom. Both days. Both bo- celebrate that. Mom, happy Father's Day. Boom. You held it down. You held the fort down. And vice versa. I'm not just throwing the men on, under the bus, but... but, but but there are times where you were hard work. And I'm here to tell you, son and daughter, that a time is going to come where you're going to have to now take care of mom and take care of dad. And it's not going to be fun. And it's going to be costly. It's going to be inconvenient. It's going to be hard. But it pleases God to do so. Let me take a pause here. Just let me take a look. <laughs> Bible says that children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. It's not the government's responsibility to do it. 
son, daughter, I want you to listen to me. If you deliberately choose not to take care of mom, dad, your grandparents, I'm in line. The Bible calls you worse than an unbeliever. And then it says that your faith is false. Go ahead, stomp your feet, speak in tongues, give the prophetic word. It's fake. Why? Take care of home. Who's home? Taking care of parents can be and it's going to be exhausting at times. Taking care of parents can and will be unpleasant. It's going to be costly. It will be inconvenient. Husbands and wives, these seasons are going to attack you differently. It may attack the wife first. Husbands, you have to honor that wife while she's going through the season. It will be an inconvenience. It will be costly. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be fun. Honor. Wife, if it's the husband, stop thinking about just yourself and your fun and your time and my mommy needs and my, my date night. Grow up. Seriously. Honor the man and join him in this. My love, my love, my love for Becky grew more and more in the way that I saw her come alongside of me in the way we took care of pops. And then it grew deeper in the way she came alongside of me and taking care of moms. And it was frustrating. It wasn't fun. We, we, at, there were times that it was real hard. Many, many walks. No losing weight, but we walked a lot. <laughs> walked a lot. My, my mom, my mom, my mom had, my mom was diagnosed with uh, an aggressive form of Alzheimer's at the age of 56. She went from being fully lucid to baby-like in a matter of four years. She passed away at 59. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. Not just my life, my sister who's here, my brother who's here. It was, it was, it was, it was unbearable. We had to shift things around. We had to shift schedules. We had to shift our life. We had to shift all kinds of stuff. The ambiance, Adrian, where is it? When we're still raising kids. We're still raising kids. We're still doing marriage. We still had to work. We still had to support a family. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 1 and 2, I didn't mean to snap, guys. I'm sorry. I know that's not, I know this is the old new generation. I, you know. <laughs> I didn't mean to snap, right? <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Children, obey your parents. Because why do you, why do you respect, why do you obey your, your parents? Why? Why? Because what? To who? Not the world. Who do you belong to? The reason I obey, aside from getting cracked in the head, (laughs) it's because I belong to the Lord. For this is the... What is it? It's the right thing to do. Again, honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If... You honor your father and your mother. Things will go well for you. You will have a long life on the earth. There are many adults 
There are many adults today that their lives bear the evidence of the children they were to their parents. You look at their life, you go, that's how you treated your parents. Ah, that's how you were. And you can have a hundred excuses. And I want you to listen well. I do understand that there are certain conditions and circumstances when honoring a parent is almost an impossibility because of circumstances. I get it. I hear it. I've, I've seen that. I know that some people online are going to disagree with me. No! My mom wasn't there. My father wasn't there. No! In these circumstances, I want to advise you to ask the Holy Spirit in prayer to guide your next steps. How am I going to deal with this? This is complex. This is hard. Your scripture says this, but this is my reality. Just want you to know that no one on earth is beneath courtesy, decency, kindness as children of heaven. If you call yourself a believer, even that father that didn't deserve it, you still can give him courtesy. You still can give him some respect. You still can give them some kindness even if they didn't raise you are you listening because we give that to everyone it's quiet if you have parents that you feel are reprehensible and undeserving of your of your honor i want you to start them by giving them god's honor don't give them your honor give them god's honor honor them with god's honor in the same way you give people that are hard to love God's love, because it's not easy to give them your love, you give them God's love. Crystal, you leaving? You, you need to hear this message. Chris Cooper told me already. Mr. Cooper told me. He said. <laughs> no, in all, in, all, in all seriousness. When we give love and when we give respect and when we give honor, when we give compassion, we don't give ours. We give God's. And we give it not based on our preference on what feels good or, or what we like and what we. It's what we must do because it's the right thing to do. We all need each other. Come on. Yeah. Listen, we all need each other. Yeah. Do you see how this works? Young people need the older folk. Older folk, we, we need the young people. We all need each other. Parents, stop being so hard and so stubborn. A lot of time, kids just want to flee from their home. Why? Because you're just you're you're hard to live with. We all need each other. It breaks my heart. That technology was supposed to make things easier for the quality of our lives. And instead, it made things worse. The word friend no longer has the same weight that it did for a generation. When I look at George, that's my friend, that's my buddy, that's my friend. But there's a new generation that are asking, how many friends do you have? Oh, I have 12 million. Impossible. You get one in the world. You got just one, a good one, you know? If you got two, what a blessing. But in the world, you just get one good person. Everybody else just breaks your heart. 
Friends come and go. You know that. The world is changing. And we cannot be like the world. We're not of the world. So, so it's my encouragement for us today. The fellas, let me hear the fellas. Man up. At home. In the community, at work, everywhere you go. Let me hear the women. Okay. <laughs> let's continue to mother. Let's, let's, let's continue to kick some butt in the world. Let, let's continue. Listen, listen. We, got, we cannot lose our homes, guys. Cannot lose our homes. I told this church over and over, man, I don't care that you are in a church on a Sunday flipping and speaking in tongues and giving prophetic word and uh, the good word. And not no, you just be good at home. Children, let me hear the children, your sons and daughters. Don't forget daddy, mom. Don't forget, sir, don't forget daddy, mom. Don't be worse than an unbeliever. Stand to your feet. Does, does this help anyone? Okay. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time. And I want you to bear with me. I want to pray for those online. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for our viewers and those that are spending this time. Father, I just pray that you may continue to, Father, strengthen their walk. Lord, in every way, that even in the area of relationships, Lord, that they can continue, Lord, to just, just continue to grow and grow and grow in their impact, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you may heal the heart of those that have 
had, Lord, uh, absent fathers and absent mothers. I pray, Lord, right now that they are men and women in the community, men and women in churches, men and women, Lord, that are just, just going to fill that void, Lord, and step in the gap in their lives, Lord. I pray for those men that are going to discipleship and, and women that are going to mentor, Lord. I just say, Heavenly Father, may they be filled with your presence, with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that as we uh, dismiss this time together, Lord, that, Father, we may always continue to just ponder and meditate on this word, Lord, and how we treat others, especially those that live uh, within uh, our walls that we call home. So, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that we reflect who you are in this world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Have a seat. Oh, I'm sorry. God bless you. You're dismissed.